How you doing? Good. How are you? Tired. But here, I'm still alive. <laughs> sadly, I know what you mean. Yeah, I just, uh, I, uh, I'm so glad that you messaged me because I almost forgot. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> I'm so glad that you I'm messaged me. So disappointed I messaged you because otherwise I would have just watched Netflix. No, just kidding. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really cool to like, you know, do this because I don't think I've met you in person yet, which is weird. Like, you know, that's sort of a, a couple common of thing. That's a common thing in like sort of the comedy world now is I try not to do it too much but my role my rule is like if I know like if I have like a ton of mutual friends with the person like Mm -hmm. over 10 I'll accept their like friend requests and be like okay (laughs) so since you we know a lot of mutual people and I've seen your stand-up before I was like okay this is have you seen my stand-up before uh yeah I did I I seen it and Uh, I guess we have met (laughs) I still like the video but uh I thought oh, it's a video. Good. Okay, got it. Yeah, really good. Uh, I thought we met at that you... Westwood or Wildwood or whatever it was. Not Wildwood, the one I in can't remember. North I Jersey. just, I just, it seemed like a very good introductory set to you. Uh, the crowd wasn't great, but I think it was an open mic. But you were, you were just good, and I just thought like, okay, this is you know, sort of the. It's a good thing because like you want to see the the person set like how they how they start out and what their uh, whole set and style and everything is. So I was happy to see that and get at least a glimpse of it. Uh, so um, I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as far start... as the open mics go, it's weird. Sorry. What? When did you start doing uh, stand up? Um, I started weirdly enough in fifth grade uh, and did it through middle school, then fell out of it in high school because I wanted to be cool and all that. And then got back into it in college and, later as an adult. Um, but actually, I should address that mic thing. It's interesting you say that. A lot of people I know in the field like to describe themselves as comics comics, you know, like their, their comedy is for other comedians. But I, right. I like to prefer the opposite approach, weirdly enough. Right. Um, like give you some fodder, you know, um, or not. Um, because, I mean, in theory, the, the aim is to pack an audience in the house and make them right, laugh. Exactly. So they come back and the audience again. It's like a mutual... Um, I hate to say a business decision because it's weird, like, oh, yeah, like it's I a know. product, you know, but um, I, I, I like making people laugh and that's the way to do it. So uh, if anything, I'm an anti-comics comic. Like I even wrote a bit during this uh, pandemic um, that I've done on Zoom shows, but not in person yet. I've been meaning to get back out there, um, but right. I, I know it's not going to go well at open mic. So it's going to be a bad gauge because l- like half of it is just ripping on the New Jersey comedy right. scene. I'm not like well, naming anyone I have a, name. It's I not have a, a personal joke. attack. Just I have a joke the culture, you know. <laughs> I have a joke that rips on the New Jersey comedy scene. Uh, it's probably my meanest joke, actually. Oh. It's, um, it rips on uh, like um, uh, boomer like comedy in New Jersey that's very okay. prevalent and very bad. And sort of I have like, it's a best of the future style joke. Mm-hmm. I recently watched Back to the Future for the first time, like last year, like all Classic. the way through both of them. So I was like, I want to make a joke using that pop culture reference in a way. And it's like, I have like, they come, they fill the DeLorean with uh, <laughs> boner pill receipts and <laughs> uh, receipts from the Olive, and Olive Garden leftovers. And they go punchlines. Where we're going, we don't need punchlines. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, you know, they just, 
they're just terrible. And to me, I'm always, that's my meanest joke that I have is about them. And it's just like, it's funny how you do comedy for a long time. And I've been doing it for almost six years now, uh, six years right. next month. And it's like, you're supposed to, I always feel like I'm supposed to be more tolerant of this, I feel. <laughs> it's like, I'm not being intolerant enough as I should be. Like, at the level I'm at, you have to expect people to be not great. Mm-hmm. But you still hold people to a higher standard, I guess. Does that make any sense? Like, Yeah, I mean, the thing people? about comedy, um, uh, you mentioned boomers specifically, is, um, I mean, comedy has evolved i guess in the sense that society has evolved and everything's evolved with it like i mean yes there are going to be some people who are um much more uh um conservative so to speak in many senses of the word um right but i mean a, a lot of that like oh people can't take a joke thing you can take a joke it's just some jokes aren't necessarily the best to tell i mean right i've had it's people like rip on me people... and roast me to shreds like either in comedy yeah. or just at a party Right. Like I laugh along with it because like it's funny, you know, and other times it's just I mean, I think people mix up being a dick at someone's expense to get someone else who isn't that person to laugh. um, Oh, yeah. With like getting both people to laugh. You know, I mean, the goal isn't to make one a victim. That's a a very um, that's like a New York and New Jersey like comedy type of thing, too. Like New Jersey's just tough like that. You have those guys and. To me, I always like I like being made fun of by mostly fellow comedians. Like you know, and it always surprises people that I like you know that I like that that I'm cool with it mm-hmm. because I was had terrible uh, like problems with getting made fun of when I was a kid and stuff. I'm like, oh, same. <laughs> especially in high school, like I was so sensitive. And to yeah. me, the way that I sort of say it is like the way that we sort of interact with each other as comedians it's consensual it's like it's like boxing you don't want to get hit in the face in the street but right. you want to box with the great but you want to be able to spar with the best people yeah so I, I, like, get me, I get that mind um, yeah. roasting back and forth it's those people that are you know those older people that are like you're talking about that are just jerks they just they don't get it yeah but to like use that boxing metaphor i guess there's a line where I'd see it. And also, I should ask before I get into this rant, um, am I allowed to curse? I realize I said oh, the yes, word, yes, but you're I probably should check content. Totally. What? totally allowed to curse, yeah. Well, fuck that. I'm going to curse regardless anyway. <laughs> but um, good to know. No. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, where was it going with that? So as far as the boxing metaphor goes, that's cool because, yeah, you um, it's fine to take a punch when you're boxing because that's kind of the back you're getting punched it's not pleasant to get punched even in right. boxing but it's part of it um and then right. just get punched by some rant some degree of um like you could be walking on the street and right. some boxer who happens to be near you walks up to you and punches you and it's like oh it's part of the act it's part of the right what we do. exactly but like, <laughs> you weren't yeah it's like no not the right setting for it like, yeah, exactly. these, like twitter facebook feuds you know because comics are some of the only people i know who still use facebook very actively you know oh yeah um, more so think... than boomers um yeah. i think comics are the biggest demographic still using and it's a lot of like twitter wars and facebook feuds and silly you know i mean a lot of people pick right. on each other that way and i'm like save it for the stage and make it like entertainment not like crapping on each other right 
feel superior, you know? I only had that problem early on in doing mm-hmm. Yeah, I had one. I've had like very few people that I didn't get along with, but I had one person who I didn't get along with, and uh, it was very hard because they were in a position of like power. They had their own mic and stuff, and uh, that they ran, and they were just. It seems mean to say, but they were. I was. I was, and I still feel that I am better. But and than them, and when a person okay. is better than when you're better than a person, and they hold. Uh, like a power over you, sort of in a way. It's very hard. Yeah, like, yeah. You're like, I mean, why are you being a dick to me? I'm better than you. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like. And it's yeah, I, I, I feel mixed about that. I mean, if comedy were a full time career for me, I might be a little more worried if like a producer didn't like me or whatnot. Right. But um, and I guess you wanted to know my origin story, so I'm jumping right into it. Yeah, like for me, sure. comedy. Like, I did it in fifth grade just because I was making a lot of jokes. Um, so how did that and, come about? How were you able to do that? Like, was there, like, a kid program or something? Uh, no, I just, like, did it at talent shows and stuff in school. Oh, and, that's cool. Um, yeah, I um, I still use this in my credits because I, I haven't done much since, even though this was, like, in freaking fifth grade. Um, I was in this contest. Um, I was touring some knockoff Disney park in uh florida but it wasn't disney or universal or one of the big ones um but it was like a kids park specifically um and they were like having this like contest i guess i was just walking by it walking by the sign up table like are you the funniest kid in florida or something like that um and i entered on a whim i was like i'm not gonna make it past the first round you know um but i entered I got to the next round and the next round. And eventually the final round was weirdly enough at like the Orlando magics arena, like the NBA team. So mm-hmm. I came in second in that and then didn't do much since then. Um, so I, I count it, even though it's fifth grade, but I give that caveat cause I don't want to be misleading. You know, it's more just messing at this time. At this point, my comedy is very different. Obviously I did it in fifth grade because I, I just liked making people laugh to quote um Taylor Williamson, a comic who I don't think a lot of people know. And I feel like it. Um, I started doing this to get people to punch me less. Ah, right. <laughs> yeah. Like if people were laughing, they would be less um hostile. And as you probably have heard, um, I tend to piss people off pretty easily. I don't try to do it. I'm like, of their way to like try to be dicks to people and they're like oh i'm a dick it's okay i'm allowed to be this way or like the the other excuse would be oh i'm a whatever sign and horse right exactly but some people don't even go that far they're just like oh i'm a dick so i can do this but either way like it's it, it annoys me because people try to be this way and they get celebrated for it and i'm just because of my autism i tend to piss people off very easily oh and yeah no matter how hard I, I try to not piss people off um i've talked to a couple of people that are diagnosed with autism um which i actually have a comedian coming up that uh, uh keith Reza, who was and i i don't have uh it's always so weird to say like i haven't been uh like properly diagnosed mm-hmm. i don't think mm-hmm. but i have like anxiety and i definitely have like I'm on the spectrum definitely mm-hmm. like everyone on my dad's side of my family is. So it's like, mm-hmm. but it's always a thing. Like I always have, like, I don't ever want to claim that, but I know that I'm on some type of, mm-hmm. spectrum. I just don't know the word for it. And <laughs> what's weird about that is like, 
people often act like, oh, okay, people with autism find other people with autism and they're more understanding because they get it. But autism is one of those weird things. And that whole spectrum is one of those weird things where like it affects everybody that like one person could just be very obsessed with trains, you know, and meanwhile, right. like, like um, it's beyond just not getting social cues. Like someone right. could tell me do X and you'll stop pissing off people so much and I'll right. do X to the best of my ability. And then five people are like, what the fuck? This person said do X. Why are you doing Y? Right. Of course, if like five people see me doing Y, I'm probably doing Y. But somehow in my mind, it still looks like X. So I can't stop doing X if I mean, I can't stop doing Y if I don't see myself right. doing Y and exactly. instead doing X, you know, um, and I've lost a lot of friends. I have lost a lot of potential friends and connections in other regards. Um, and um, making people laugh has always been a way to combat that uh to some extent i mean some people just won't find my jokes funny it's like a different style of humor and sometimes my jokes just aren't good so it's not a perfect system but um it, it's better than nothing you know right it's always yeah it's it, it's always such a weird thing to me like i always say with comedians like my best way that i sort of sum it up like from a social standpoint mm-hmm. is i think when people go into stand-up like i was guilty of this like you always early on think it's going to be different socially <laughs> so like to me i always say like even now mm-hmm. comedians to me socially we're like infants in like suits like trying to be professional but we're just babies yeah. we're just children it's like you know we're never going to be able to have that same social skill that celebrities have and that even like musicians have where they know how to talk to people <laughs> yeah it's like a majority of comedians don't know how to interact with humans it's like like we're all either those like trying to be very tough boomers that you mentioned or a bunch of like people probably or diagnosed on the spectrum in their 20s and 30s who are too bad at doing other things to have a quote-unquote real job and delude ourselves into thinking this is going to be our real job but like we're in our 30s and still living with our parents you know and we're not selling out madison square garden you know (laughs) yeah that's just not in the cards for a lot of us it's just getting, you know, that opportunity. Do you feel like you've had a, like, do you feel like you've had a pretty good, uh, I know this is such a weird thing to ask with, you know, COVID and everything. It's like pretty much taking like a year off and even more mm-hmm. to some people. But do you feel like you've progressed pretty well into like all your experiences with stand up and in comedy? Um, In some ways, yes. Um, I think that, this past year has actually taught me a lot in terms of comedy, taking off from it, weirdly enough. Sometimes you don't know till you lose the thing that's, you know what I'm saying? Um, right, exactly. Yeah. So, like, um, I realized there were some holes in my comedy by taking a year or so off. And, I mean, granted, I did do the Zoom stuff, and I still do the Zoom stuff a little. Um, I actually have a Zoom show this coming weekend. It's hopefully going to be one of my last, um, but it, I hope it's going to be I'm optimistic about it. It's like a bi plus like bi pan specific comics with a right. Sammy James, not just shamelessly promote, although I did promise I'd promote more. I suck with that. But um, Oh no, I yeah. had a, I had Sammy on yesterday. Uh, oh, awesome. She, yeah. On the podcast yesterday. Yeah. It's so, it's so interesting. I didn't, uh, I didn't remember that it was uh pride month at all. And then Oops. I was like, <laughs> Oh, and I just, I just booked her because I was like, you know, I was just looking for people because I, I've like interviewed like 40 people now and I'm just like, 
I have a huge, super long list of comedians to interview. Oh, yeah. I bet. So it just like it goes about like you know people kind of make fun of me. They're like, you know, why do you book it so far in advance? It's like one thing that I've learned is that time goes by really fucking fast. Yeah. Especially during this time period. Yeah. With COVID and everything, is people will be like, you'll be, I'll be like, you'll you'll see why I booked this mm-hmm. ahead of time because uh, this is like this is the thing. So. Uh, I was, um, so that was two, and it's like, you know, just, there's so many people, there's so many comedians that I want to give a platform to, and that I know, and I think it's, you know, that's, that's the coolest thing about it to me, is, you know, sort of, we spend so much of our time as comedians, like, on our own social media, like, trying to share, trying to promote ourselves, and I just (laughs) thought about it, and I was like, well, I know all these amazing people. Let's give them a platform. Yeah. So uh, I I totally want to get into... So when you first did it, like, uh, as a child, <laughs> as a kid... Yeah. Was... What was that like? Like, did you have... Like, I, if you would even remember, but do you... Like, did you have, like, a... Like a coherent set, do you think? As much as that at that point, um, like what was that like? I can't even picture. Like from the perspective of a fifth grader, yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If I were to look back on it now, I do not remember what material I used, but I I would probably get booed off the stage if I used it. You know, (laughs) a lot of it relied on me being a cute kid. You know, right? And you can't really do that now at twenty six. When did you start doing it? Like again, like when you when you stopped and then started again and when did you uh, what is your like official start like what do you sort of count as i went back to it in college um there was this uh coffee shop in school it was very small school so like everything was a thing this coffee shop where all the events would happen they would have some local concerts and stuff uh mostly poetry open mics i weirdly enough um I know this sounds cliche and whatnot, but in college I joined this improv troupe and a few of the people there were like, oh yeah, I like doing stand-up comedy. And I don't know how serious they were about it, but um, they liked doing it. Uh, They were mostly improv people, but they liked doing that and they mentioned it. And I'm like, oh yeah, that was a thing I like to do. And now I'm in college. I don't have to worry about like, if my parents think it's weird that I do this, you know? Um, Right. Do it. And if I suck at it, I suck at it. And if I don't, yay. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did improv. Uh, I did local improv. That was how I started because there was literally like no stand up, like really, in my area until. Him. Hey, about that. So what happened? Um, and I guess this is a, another good reason that um, IRL comedy is coming back and all. Um, so my laptop does not like a lot of third party systems using its microphone like short of Ah, zoom and a few other major ones it just will not allow it so i'm using my phone and um i guess when someone calls me um iphone doesn't know what to do so it just cuts off everything and takes the phone call um so yeah i'm very glad going back to what i was saying about um online comedy for me it was a necessary evil you know like it's very different it's very awkward um i mean even when you're in a real room 
person's laughing, um, it's still at least connecting to people in a way that if people are just muted and have their cameras off, you can't do, you know? Right. Um, and yeah. for a lot of people, they were just like, this isn't good enough for me. I want the real thing or nothing. And um, I totally respect that. For me, I just, I, I made yeah. a lot of friends in the community and I, I liked doing it. It became a bit of my identity, you know, and I didn't want to yeah, lose that were... for however long COVID would be, you know? That was the only like kind of, I don't know, controversial because I didn't disagree with it. But that's the only like thing that I sort of knew was like, you're one of the people that was like, you know, personally that you wanted to do Zoom stuff. And I was totally cool with that. Like me, like to me, uh, I could, I tried it once. Like I didn't even yeah. try it once. I, I went to an open mic version and I didn't even give it a try because the one that I did was uh comedian who I didn't think liked me. I don't know if he liked me or not, but I didn't think he liked me. So like it was awkward and I just left before I even did it. But when I uh, tried, like, when I was thinking about doing it, I was like, well, this makes more sense to me if I want to do, like, this stuff. I should just go on TikTok or go on uh, Instagram Live and do my set. Like, I did that. That I did that instead of Zoom. I did, like, a set. I did, like, a couple sets on Instagram Live. And I was like, that's sort of how I tried it. But to me, it's just, it makes, there's, it's very hard because. Yeah. There's no, I have a, uh, I have an analogy that I use that's like perfect to describe it is like doing stand up is a lot like I imagine what being a stripper is like, but instead of getting money thrown at you, you're getting laughs thrown at you. Oh. So, like, I don't know how to make yeah. my comedy tips work online. That's the mm-hmm. problem is like, you know, I, t- I say a joke, I know that <laughs> it gets this amount of laughs, it stays in the act. And then that's the thing that sucks about performing in front of just comics at these mics now yeah <laughs> is like you're not working towards anything no one's putting right. on shows so you can't work on your set and you're just like so the way that i do it is like okay now the way that i sort of compromised it was well now i'm just going to focus on making my friends and people that i sort of like respect and want to be respected by him laugh and that's the way that mm-hmm. i sort of get my act to sort of continue it's very hard in this current time yeah, to be yeah. like well what is this leading to because that's all that like stand-up is you're sort of like working on your act for shows and when there's nothing coming up it's like what's the point of doing this and it becomes right. such a different way of performing i don't know you probably feel this way too it's like you ever notice like you just talk differently when you're just performing in front of other comics that you're friends with the mm-hmm. performance button comes off and you're just like, you're just talking. You get that? Yeah, I've, I've felt that at times, rarely, but I, I have felt that, yeah. Um, um, it takes a lot for me to be comfortable with a person, so um, that room would have to be very um, disproportionately <laughs> stacked, and it has happened, but um, I, I'd prefer it not that way, despite the comfortability. I'd rather sacrifice the comfort for doing a quote-unquote real mic, you know. But also the thing about a real mic that kind of sucks um, is like because it's all comics we're all often very focused on our own sets and right exactly like our own sets we'll laugh and if it's not like our own sets we won't laugh and it's very much um uh, uh, everyone's just kind of focused on them themselves whereas if you're getting an audience even if it's a free audience if you're doing like a free show um uh maybe not a bringer as far as to endorse oh yeah 
but um, like I've done a few free shows um, and I prefer paid shows for obvious reasons. Right. But um, as far as the free shows go, um, like it, it's different when people come out to see your comedy versus to do their own comedy, you know? Um, I feel like a lot of the open mics, at least in Jersey, I mean, I know a lot of people like in New York and major cities will go to see comedy open mics just as fans. But um, here in right. Jersey, when you go to a bar to do an open mic, it's you and 20 two people who are surprised there's comedy going on, you know? Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, and they'll maybe, depending on who the comic is, they'll probably walk after the first one or two because they were expecting a nice evening uh, drinking, right. watching whatever hockey game, you know, on TV. Yeah. They're like, oh, crap, we can't do this. We have to, and plus this comic isn't even good in their eyes, you know, and I mean, right. I'm not one to like bash other comics comedy. I mean, if, if you're telling, if you're right. making jokes, I, I, I don't, care you know like as long as it's material you know i mean there are people right, like yeah to say oh it's about, comedy like, it's material but like it's very clear watching them that they aren't even attempting to make jokes they're just attempting to be dicks like this one person can i use slur words if it's like in a quote yes 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 okay this like the, I, i've seen comics go up there and like their entire set is oh these faggots are so faggoty and there's just faggots and right. blah 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 and i'm like where's the joke i mean it, like i've heard like bigoted jokes i don't agree with right. bigoted me, jokes I, but oh, i've heard I that and kind of... i can say, i can tell okay i i don't think it's okay that you're making this joke but i can tell it's a joke but then there are cases like that where it's like this isn't a joke you're just rambling right. about how you don't like queer people that work <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's the one thing that uh it's a slippery like i think this is the proper phrase it's like a slippery slope in the way that i started to phrase it the way mm -hmm. that i phrase it in my perspective is there are two people that I think are ruining comedy. Okay. And one, everyone will agree with, or you'll either agree with it or you'll be like, I don't know if it's, this is how I'll just say it. The thing to me that's ruining stand-up comedy is activists doing comedy and bigots doing comedy. Those Fair. two groups. Because to me, like, and I say that with all due respect to people who are good activists and good comics. There are, right. those people exist. They do. Yeah. But you do have a lot of people who, not a lot, but you do have a few people who will be sort of an activist type of person and they get on stage and they don't really do jokes. Right. You know, they just say stuff and it gets like, an applause break, not from being a good written joke or even just because people all. agree with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just because people agree with it. It's yeah. like, that's a problem that I had with the, the community I didn't get along with the lesbian. And uh, it's cool. And like, to me, I was like, you have like such an arsenal of what you can talk about being a lesbian and you don't do any of that. And like, to me, that's just me being comedy nerd and being like, why are you doing that? But to me, I was like, you know, I'm like, you know, you can't just coast off of that. You have to, write jokes and to mm -hmm. me i think that's the biggest thing in both ways it's like you know you can't just get get up on stage and say hello oh, hear me or no yeah now i can hear you okay but um yeah i think it's, it's it's always a mix i think people often get confused of what comedy is and i don't mm -hmm. i don't know like to me it's just i i became a huge fan of stand up like a huge super nerd in 2010 mm -hmm. like in the comedy boom so yeah. like 
to me, it's like I sort of am the super nerd of it. And when people don't have that sort of, uh, I guess, experience with it or through it, like they just have an experience of seeing, you know, Mm -hmm. comedy from like a right wing perspective or something. It's like, I don't really get that. It's like I grew up, you know, in the air watching, you know, it's it's weird to say his name now, but like Louis C.K. and Bill Burr and like Bill Burr. I'm like that whole entire like phrase, like whole entire like thing. So to me, I'm very comedy nerd like so when i see people who are like just get up on stage and they just do either both of those where it's just like oh uh i'm just gonna say all i'm not gonna say joke but i'll just say all these things to get like positive reinforcement i guess yeah either way it just it it annoys me and i think it also does detriment to people uh i um i felt really sad uh i saw a uh i saw a uh an article from Mm -hmm. this uh um australian woman and uh right. she um wrote this article on how american like stand-up comedy was not for her like she did not like it and right. she mentioned how there are no good like female comics and me as a comedy nerd i got offended but i wasn't offended and like wanted to correct her because right. she was right on a lot of points that like the sexism and stuff is like totally true but yeah. to me i was like it made me sad because i was like i don't want people to think like that they're not welcome as an audience right. member. That made me feel really, really bad. I was like, no, I told them. I like, I messaged them, and they were super cool and super nice and super like, listened to what I had to say. It was like, yeah. you know, there are good comedians out there, and there are women out there in comedy who are doing amazing things. And yeah, I don't want you to think you're not wrong. There is sexism in comedy. There totally is. Right. But my point was, I don't want you to think that you're excluded as an audience member from enjoying this because you're a woman i don't want you to feel that way i don't want anyone to feel that way right I, so nothing it's one of those... my heart more than seeing yeah. someone say oh i don't want to come see people perform people do stand up because right. every time that i've seen people do stand up it's just attacking women and attacking marginalized right. groups and it's like that's not what stand-up is it's like yeah <laughs> it's like if someone said i don't like music and then it's like well what type of music do you did you listen to and they're like nickelback and it's like you know there's like <laughs> other bands right <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yeah and maybe even in the world where like a majority of music is nickelback which honestly i'd love to live in that world because i love right. defending nickelback exactly. just to troll right um, but um yeah um i mean there could be some good bands who are just being ignored or like maybe right. not getting as good of gigs or albums or whatnot i I don't know the music scene that well um but like that doesn't mean they don't exist it just means we need to do a better job of supporting those bands to use the metaphor as far as the like commentary goes in comedy though um it's weird because i kind of see myself as wanting to be like a trevor noah sam b colbert type comic and i think for them going on like a political type commentary type uh satire based comedy works um it's just very hard and not necessarily oh, yeah, the right ha- the right style for everyone and oh yeah to, like style it's not right like like i mean yeah i mean like one of my favorite comics uh is lewis black and he's a political comic and it's yeah uh, it's it's a tough thing to do because it's yeah it's very it's it's always hard to mix that in like i think you just find what you're good at and right. everything like uh with um 
with everything you do uh, on stage. So you you mentioned that you were doing that early on. Uh, what were your who were your influences like when you started out? Like even back to your like I guess days as you know doing the talent shows. Like who were your people growing up that you were a fan of? I don't even remember when I was like really little. I don't think I really watched as much comedy. I was just like, hey, I'm getting positive feedback from doing this. I'm going right. to keep doing this. Right. Um, and growing up, it's always changed. Um, and as far as my influences go, it's weird because I could really like a comic and like to use Trevor Noah and Sam B as examples. I, I like those people. I can't emulate their style or that type of oh, no. comedy. Yeah. And, and like a lot, I think that activism and comedy don't have to be mutually exclusive. It's bringing your, if you're bringing that into comedy, you should know what you're doing and know what you're getting into with it and have something really good because it's very uh, competitive and hard. And I, I actually remember once at a mic, not only did I hear someone doing that activism comedy, but his jokes were stolen from like Colbert, Trevor Noah, Sam B. And I was like, right. I watched these jokes a few days ago on Comedy Central and stuff. It's not even original. It's like you share right. memes on stage. But as far as um, influences go now, um, I don't know if I have influences in the sense that like, I don't try to model my comedy off of other right. people because yeah. that's just doomed to fail. Like, I mean, everyone has their own, I know it sounds cliche, but everyone has their unique thing they bring to it. And if I were to right. um, just try to be, I don't know. Um, it's going to sound weird because well, you brought up Louis C.K., so I'm going to say one of my favorite from who he is as a person, just comedy alone is Aziz Ansari. And oh, like, yeah, I just love yeah. his comedy. Like, if, if oh, I didn't yeah. know... Is, uh, what? I, I, I love his stuff, too. Uh, his... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was... Um, yeah, I've listened to his stuff a bunch. He's great. He's... yeah. He's like one if, of those people that was just like in that in that storm of just people that had that style that worked really well, like yeah, Dane Cook and stuff. And like he's very animated and very like you know, I I always liked his stuff. His uh, right. His even the um the special he did a couple years ago, I guess last year or twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. when he talked about everything, like that seemed like even though it seemed like way too much that like he was trying to sound like Chappelle. <laughs> it was uh it was kind of it was still good and i was just like i liked but you know it's there's always that period of things right. change you know and right. those things happen <laughs> yeah but if i were just modeling my comedy off of someone else's comedy like right. i could comics so i'm like oh my gosh i love this comic i i want to be like this comic this comic's hilarious but i'm never going to be that comic i have to do right. my to me it's like i always had like People I was similar to, I'd say, like, that was my influence. It's like, uh, like, I'm very self-deprecating. Yeah. So that's, like, a thing, too, that I have that's very similar to a lot of comedians that I'm a fan of, like yeah. Jim Gaffigan and people like that. So it's, like, to me, it's like that. And uh, have you have you been – this is a good question to ask because uh, we sort of kind of got into it a little bit about this, but do you feel – welcomed as a comedian like to most crowds with what you're trying to do um sometimes uh sometimes it's kind of weird like 
I mean, I'm still in that stage of mostly performing to my friends and a few other surprised people. So I, I, I rip on it, but I acknowledge, I fully acknowledge I'm a part of it. So um, um, if I'm performing in front of a lot of comedians, no, I don't say that I feel very welcomed, but I'm not going to let that discourage me. You know, there might be right. moments of doubt where like, oh, this sucks. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be part of this, you know, and um, it does suck. And at, at the time, I genuinely do not want to be part of it. But then I just go back to it and I'm like, OK, I mean, these people may suck or they may suck to me. I mean, I don't think any. I, I don't look at things as like generic good and evil. I think everyone in a way has good intent, you know, like, I mean, for example, I mean, I'm going to get a little political here and I'm not going to say no, it's cool that um, everyone has to think like me. But um, these MAGA heads, you know, like, I mean, I, I don't think Trump has done anything or said anything that it has remotely made America great again and rarely even promised to do so, let alone try to live up to his promise. But, oh, yeah. But if I heard this and like I just heard he promises to make America great again and I without hearing the whys and hows or the logic or the science or whatnot. Um, I, I thought for some reason, for some reason he convinced me that he was genuinely going to make America great again. And I didn't vote for him. I would be a pretty sucky person. You know, if I like genuinely thought he was going to make America great again and was making right. America great again, the problem is he isn't, but like, like right. it, it, the minds of the people who are voting for him, they're, they have good intent, you know, the whole right. Most people do like they have good like, intentions. That's sort of the problem with it is like with his to pivot into that is like think about that for a little while is look, my most of where I live, because I live in a pretty like uh, upper middle class area of New Jersey and my parents are right wing and the way mm-hmm. that I sort of explain them is like my parents are sane Republicans. Right, right. They're like, you know, as same as you can be as a Republican. <laughs> right. Uh, but, like, they're not, like, the Rush Limbaugh type of, like, crazy, like... Got the it. reason they liked... The, the reason they liked Trump was because he was the only option. Right. It's like, you know, it's like... It's sort of like having a... It, it's sort of... It's exactly like having a sports team. What I imagine. Like, I don't watch a whole lot of sports. But it's <laughs> like... But it's like, of course I'm going to support you know this yeah. team they've been my team since i was you know a little kid i'm yeah. going to support this team and that's what it is for a lot of people they're like well this is our party now and this is what we do and for me yeah. i think what's hard is there's a lot more loyalty at least from my perspective in the republican party and conservatives than there is in the like liberal progressive side yeah it's and that has its pros and cons you know like the loyalty like aspect me, the way I explain it is, I'm a progressive. I hate yeah. the, I just like the uh, the corporate like powers that be on both sides of the Democratic and the Republican Party. Like I hate right. the, my favorite the people that I like are just progressive, like Bernie Sanders and people like that. And like right. to me, it's always you know, you're never gonna be able to, you know, they're never we're never going to be on the same page. I don't think with, I think people just need to get to die. <laughs> it's, not, <laughs> it's not there, but it's like, well, people just need to die. Like, I feel like with the way that the country is going in now, and I have like nephews who are young and I've talked to young teens and stuff like about politics and seen like everything. I feel like once people like 
are dead now, like Nancy Pelosi and Trump and all those people are like just out of the world. <laughs> it's like the next generation is going to be fine. They're going to be. <laughs> I wish better. I could agree with you, but I've met too many people. And with that, too many young people and old people right. and anywhere in between. Well, I've course. met too many young well, people course, who would make me doubt that. Those... I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, of course, because those stupid people reproduce, which they shouldn't. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of we, we hear a lot of stories about people diverging like, oh, my parents were like staunch Republicans and I'm a Democrat kind of deal. But there are also a lot of people who don't do that, like a lot of people who right. grow with a certain upbringing oh, yeah. and they stick to that upbringing, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For me, it's like I don't know, like to me, I just try to keep as, you know, it's so weird to think about when I started paying attention to it because mm-hmm. that was sort of the thing that always annoyed me was I always felt like I was explaining a TV show to people that I had been watching longer than them. Right. So when like, when Trump had like started, like people are like, can you imagine like all this going on? It's like, buddy, I've been paying attention yeah. to this <laughs> since 2012. I've been paying attention to this since the Edward Snowden shit. Yeah. So, I'd were, been paying attention to it since like Bush era, you know, right. W, Even I was too like, young I for it. I Bush era, so it's like, you know, it's like, we're probably similar age, like I'm 27. Yeah, I'm like, 26. <laughs> so like you grow up in that era where, you know, it's so crazy to think like, you know, it was sort of like meme culture before memes with everything with George W. Yeah. Bush with just everything. The, it was, but with, but with that, it's like, that whole entire thing to grow up in that like craziness and that's the one thing that i'm very happy about is that at least like at least trump didn't get a second term because for now that would be like <laughs> that's so, that's just so like i think like saying something it really says something that george w bush got to be president longer than trump did for now, I say I caution. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know what? And I think what happened is a lot of, and just from what I've seen is, I think a lot of people just ended up feeling like duped by Trump. There's a ton of people that still love Trump. Oh yeah, and still do. But the one thing that always made me just sort of realize that there's this, uh, I don't even know if it's, it's probably still active. It probably still is, but there's this very popular uh, Twitter page. Uh, okay. That re- that's called um, um, Trump Regrets. And okay. it's people who voted for Trump who regret voting for him. And it's just mm-hmm. like an amalgam, like a comment, like, like retweets, like all the people that voted for him and supported him and don't anymore. Mm-hmm. And it really grew over the time of him as president because these people, like we said, are, you know, well-meaning, working-class people. Right. And they vote for Trump because they're Republican or conservative. Right. And then they realized, oh, my God, this guy is not like what I like at all. And I think that's always happened. Like Trump has never, you know, he's like a con man and people just see right through that. So yeah. I think that's the one thing like to me, it's like I actually uh, it's so funny. I, I didn't not funny, but like I pretty much like I'm not a libertarian. I voted libertarian this year because I was like, right. fuck it. I was like, <laughs> fuck it. If and it was sort of a like test to it because my I was testing like a theory because I was like, well, I knew Trump was gonna win, so I didn't vote at all because I knew right. Trump was gonna win. I couldn't vote for Hillary, uh, but 
like, and it was just like, okay, it doesn't matter. He's going to win. And yeah. the reason why I thought Trump was going to win was because it's the celebrity fact. Right. It's like, people don't like to hear this, but if Kim Kardashian right now ran for president, she'd win. <laughs> Not on any type of, you know, political uh, statement or, you know, point of view. It's because she's Kim Kardashian and she's fucking famous. I, didn't he actually run? No, but I know that Kanye. <laughs> but it's the same thing. It's like, if you're popular enough, that's just the way that I viewed it. I mean, so, yeah, it is a popularity contest, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, you got to be careful with the people who are running now. It's like, yeah. You know, it's like this it's you know it's always so crazy but like with me it's like i just have to now with me i'm just like i i can't even like listen to people now when i talk to uh when i talk about like joe biden because i wish he was the people he i wish he was what people thought he was right are on the right because it's like i don't know the joe biden who you think who you were thinking of joe biden yeah. that is not him no he is i would love him if he was a communist he's not a communist right right he's the most centrist you know authoritarian like i guess guy like he's not left wing and it's like weird for people to be like if you think he's left wing what's actually left wing is gonna scare you it's like him he's very moderate and to me it's just like he has done yet to impress me or anything and i'm just like waiting i'm waiting for bad things to happen but nothing like terribly bad has happened it's just like oh it's expected it's like of course that happened <laughs> yeah like um I, I will admit like i i am not a huge fan of joe biden i think i, I mean for me like everyone who's running for office sucks somewhat like they don't suck i mean i don't think they're gen- like they're like evil people like i said earlier but like right they're all in it for themselves to some extent and like you have to be a certain level of cocky and full of yourself to run for office regardless of political party and that's going to influence how you vote or how you rule on issues depending on what office you're running for and stuff right but as far as joe biden goes um i mean i i didn't like him for that reason but um that said for me it was like Yes, he sucked um, in terms of what he was saying, uh, what he was promising. Trump also sucked. Trump, and like as, as much as people like to conflate the two, I mean, yes, Biden is very right wing for a Democrat, but right. he's still not planning on like building this wall and like banning trans right. military. And he's like slightly less sucky, you know? Right. Um, it's slightly less. Perfect. I'm not saying that he oh, is the ideal leader for this country or whatnot I, I don't know if there is an ideal leader for this country right. or I don't any country um I, it's hard to imagine one person who's like the ideal person to lead a whole country right. but um as far as biden goes i voted for him just because it uh, sadly enough we do live in a two-party system and while i'd love to have right, exactly yeah where we can have multiple parties and it isn't boiled down to just like one party versus the other and there's more room right. for thought it's sadly i mean i'd like to see it some way someday not be that but at this point in 2020 i was like all right either one guy's gonna win or the other guy's gonna win and i could do my research on third party candidates and i did to some extent just to know what was going on right. but okay if i th- if i vote for this person then then that's just one vote taken away from the person that out of the two is the least sucky you know um and i have I, one joke about it, even, I, though I was, I, even though i agree with sorry, them what? 
even though I agree with them politically a lot, is like one of the jokes that they have is like the only reason I couldn't vote for uh, the Green Party guy, Howie Hawkins, is mm-hmm. because his name is Howie. And we're already <laughs> pushing it, having a having a president be named Bernie. How are we going to take a president serious whose name is Howie? Howie? <laughs> like, that was my grandpa's name. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Howie Hopkins. It sounds like like a like a uh, like a Harry Potter character. Like you know, you're not gonna... it sounds like a 1950s actor, like in Hollywood. Right, exactly. You're like, oh, this is. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, getting back to comedy to some extent, and kind of still referencing this. Like, it's weird because like a lot of people, like when I said, because I mean. Like, again, I'm part of the problem. I post too much stuff on Facebook, and I'm trying to tone that down. If it weren't for having to promote my shows, I'd probably get rid of my Facebook altogether. I got rid of my oh, yeah. Um, No one really followed it anyway, so there was no point in promoting stuff right. there. I had maybe less than 10 followers, no matter how hard I tried, and I just gave up with that one. Um, but, um, like, I, I did say I was voting for Biden at some point in some form, and I gave my reasoning... I mean, again, I never said this guy was like the savior America needed and all that. I think your I think your point (laughs) is very valid and up to like what most people actually think. Like, I think that's it. Like, to me, I don't judge that from the way that you sort of said it. I totally get that. Like, to me, I just totally understand that because it's just really there's no like point to it. It's like to me, it's like I wish, and maybe in the future there will be, you know. More yeah. of a way, like you said, for for, for the hand, but it's just not at the area that we're in. So, right. like well, to me, it's like you just do what you got to do. And to me, it's yeah. like what's cool to me is that it's sort of the only thing that this sort of thing with Trump, like not in his people, like not accepting it, yeah, is like at least it made me realize, like, oh, like even though I threw away my vote, it doesn't matter. Like Biden would have won anyway. Like, regardless of if I voted for him or didn't, like, yeah. he would have won anyway, just given yeah. how big he won. It's like, it doesn't matter that I. I yeah, uh, agree. Who's the stupid libertarian lady that I, uh, that I protest voted for? It's like a fuck it. I yeah, but, um, but what I, I was saying, I guess. Sorry, yeah. But it was just like, I was like, I don't agree with anything that she says, but. It's like, fuck, if, the, if we're allowed to vote for anyone, I'm going to vote for this person. <laughs> like, right, right. But I and guess... I'm glad that, like, turned out right. But uh, it's always, you know, it's always, that's the thing that I got tons of, you know, uh, I guess arguments in when I used to do political arguments before, like, in the bad times of, like, after, right after the election was, like, people act like if, People acted like if I didn't vote specific, specifically, like me not voting was like the was like the one vote that mattered. It's like my vote didn't matter. Like you think if I voted, like if I if I voted like me specifically, like I'm the reason why Trump why Hillary lost because I didn't vote for her. No, it's like a ton of people didn't vote for her. It's like yeah, but um, it's like I didn't vote your way, and it's like to me, it's like I don't want to be, and it's sort of like that like George Carlin has that bit of like, you know, if you, a lot of people conflate it, like mix it up. Like if you don't vote, you don't have any power, but it's like, you don't have any reason to complain, but it's the opposite of that. It's like these people, they chose that person. 
So they can't really complain that they got that person. Right. Yeah. So to I me, mean, I'm, I'm like, yeah. you know, I just, it's also so tough just to, just to be in that space of like, uh, trying to explain yourself politically nowadays is so tough. It's so tough. Yeah. But like, yeah, I guess what I was saying, and this is kind of me agreeing with you and also thanking you to an extent, um, like you're pretty chill about it. I mean, like you said, um, we haven't really interacted much um, outside of this and I appreciate right. it. But like a lot of comments when I said I was voting for Biden, you know, they, they, they thought I was just they just dismissed me as some like fascist who was right. Exactly. Lives matter crap, you know, and right. that's not at all what I'm saying. No, I'm not just at saying all. that like, no, Trump no. is dangerous. Like if, if both of them had the same policies, even if both of their policies did line up, the only the main difference to me is that. I mean, honestly, I'm more surprised that people were surprised about January 6th. I saw that coming from a mile away. Oh, and yeah, Biden, sure. as much as he sucked, he wasn't promising to overthrow the government if he didn't win. You know, whereas right. Trump, like if, if he if he like he was going to try to be a dictator for life, you know, Biden, we have him for four years. He's probably not going to run again. But even if we have him for eight, like eight years is not an eternity, whereas Right. Trump would be an eternity. And even when he died, like Don Jr. would take over, you know, it, w- it would not be a democracy anymore. We would have no chance of coming back from it. Whereas Biden, we at least have a chance to move forward past Biden. Um, but right. anyway, I guess what I'm saying is like a lot of comics were like giving me grief about this. And like on both sides, you know, like a lot of comics, like it's weird how many comics were like, oh, I'm so progressive, but I'm down to like, read a lot of anti-Semitism and dismissed science and this COVID thing is just a hoax, you know? And I'm like, and that, that doesn't right. make sense to me. Like a lot of people were like acting so progressive about it, but like they, they were really just trying to sound cool. Like it was really just, it seemed like- Yeah, a, there is, there's like, a, there's look a at lot me. of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to me, it's like, I always have my, I have what I, uh, I always say like, I have my beliefs and like things that I certainly mm-hmm. like believe. Like, like, I'm not a progressive because I say I'm a progressive. I'm a progressive because I've taken a lot of political tests to know that this is where my politics lines up. I know what I believe. I'm in, I'm a very, like, my main thing is I'm, you know, I'm progressive in the sense of, like, social issues, of course. Right. And right. I'm very uh, much against, uh, like, the... like corporate evil for both of money and politics yeah and i'm anti-war i'm an anti-war type of person so it's so like basically i have, have these em- values and <laughs> those values are what make me you know choose yeah. the people that i choose to support and don't support right and yeah i yeah to me i also i also realize that a lot of people don't have the privileges that i have or right. they have they just have you know everyone has their choice of who they have to pick and right. when you come down to those two people, I would never, you know, I'm always very careful of what people say because I know how hard it is. It's hard. Yeah. It's difficult. And it's, you know, I hate, you know, I'm I'm always careful to not do that anymore, to not, like, instantly think people who vote for Biden are these, like, super blue, like, people – it's like, no, it's like people just had two shitty choices that they had to make. Yeah. And one just, you know, is what you chose. And it's, you know, it's what you can, 
it's what you can live with. It's like yeah. what is digestible. And to me, yeah. it's like I wish, like, you know, and it sort of says something. I mean, I don't know what it says about, like, today, like, with, you know, how people are that, like, people were fine with Biden better than Hillary, which is crazy to me. It's like, you know, but to me, that's just such a whole kind of worm. But uh, anyway, I wanted to get back to, I talk about politics quite a bit with, uh, <laughs> On this podcast, actually, <laughs> I, I do that. I, I talk way too much about politics, too. Like I said, I'm trying to, if anything, I, I worry this sounds condescending and the opposite of what I'm trying to get across. But lately, I've been trying to like lower the brow of my comedy, you know? Like, I'm, I'm oh, not going to, yeah, I'm not going to betray sure. my values or anything, but like, oh, no, it, not everything wanna... has to be commentary, you know? Yeah, you just want to find, you know, the funny stuff and the stuff that's, you know, yeah. I have a very, uh, like, you know, it's, I have a very, you know, pretty dark sense of humor. So, like, with me, it's like, I love that type of stuff. So, it's like, to me, I yeah. always think there's ways to do darker, you know, bluer comedy right. without being that way. Like, yeah. you know, it's always, you're able to do that. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, me, I'm not like art jokes, but I'm, right. I'm lowering it from what it was in the sense that I realize there's only so much room you can go with uh the, the commentary type of humor like that trevor noah style like you're either gonna reach everyone who agrees with you or, or not be that funny and not hit everyone who agrees with you regardless but there's only so many people in that camp you know right. um you want to appeal right. to everyone yeah or yeah. at least people like yeah. i have very few political jokes what? one political joke that i have that i haven't used in a while mm-hmm. the, like cable news to me is like it makes no sense to me why people still like why old people still like use it so much. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like going into like a restaurant and you see like a jukebox and it's like, there are red and blue jukebox that people think are different. Right. It's like, no cable news is exactly the same. And there's more, and there's better ways to find more unique and quality music than a jukebox. (laughs) And there's better ways to find your news. Like, to me, that's the way for me. It's like, that's the big thing. It's like, I, I'm a very, very big, uh, like, I guess, supporter of, you know, researching everything and everything that's yeah. going on. So, like, you know, it's so funny. It's so interesting. There's things with, uh, like, the Fauci email thing. I have not gotten into, like, looking it up at all because I know I have to do so much personal time of my own of, like, okay. I'm not going to listen to any, like, major, like, TV news thing. I have to go to, like, an independent website that's right. nonpartisan right. or, like, that's nonpartisan and, and, like, I can get all the facts and then then I can, like, figure out my opinion on it. Yeah, I check so many sources before, like... Yeah, you got, you got any... Yeah. yeah. I, I just don't understand people don't do that. So... Send um, it fuzzy for a minute. Oh, sorry. Uh, Static, be whatever. So, yeah. um, oh, you're good now. So, okay. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm so happy that I was able to look up on Facebook about this. So, um, I just want to get this correct. Uh, okay. You are a transgender, right? Yes. Okay. I just want to. I just want to uh, get that. I have. I have the uh, proper. Uh, um, pronouns damn yeah a lot of terms work for me a lot don't but i'm pretty flexible 
okay. <laughs> I'm always like, I'm always happy that I was able to, you know, learn about it and like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, you know, good. But also, I don't want to come out as like, oh, I'm such a great person because I know all the right terms and all the. There's something about like when you're trying too hard in the wrong ways to be an ass, you know. I mean, not that you do this person. Right. You exactly. Genetic. It's like it's like oh, <laughs> you don't want to come out as that way. I'm like oh, don't do that. Like just be yeah. a normal person. Like I remember, I was at a diner for this writers group I do regularly. So, and um, like for the most part, I mean, it is a very like cishet group and whatnot but like this one person who like i mean it's on meetup so it's not like it's um like people choosing to be together in the sense that like we we all just agree to hang out although it's but like it started as like a, a meetup thing so it's a bit more formal than just like people going to a diner regularly to chat um but this one person like very loudly asked the waiter because last week was the start of pride do you have anything with rainbows on the menu and I'm just like, no, please stop. Please stop. That's not needed. That's uh, that's not helping. I mean, the only person it's helping, like you can argue, is, oh, you're helping a small business. But you could do that whether you get rainbows. Or... <laughs> right. So, anyway, I just want to uh, get back to, so have you, I know this has been sort of, like, you're, you've been doing the Zoom stuff, but have you gone back to doing any regular, like, open mics, like, in person yet, or no? Uh, not yet. I just haven't found any fitting into my schedule. Like, I was one of those people who, like, during the pandemic, I hardly left the house, you know, and um, oh, right. yeah. then um, when I got vaccinated, I, I waited my two weeks after vaccination um, until, like, it fully took effect, according to the... the scientific literature i read you know right um and i mean i may be wrong about this i'm just taking scientists word but there's always like that one scientist who gets paid by an oil company to say we don't have enough evidence to see that climate change is man-made you know even though right, like, exactly so, even scientists you can't entirely trust but you can more likely trust them on science than just some rando at an open mic you know but like right. I, I was like very much avoiding things and then when the world opened up to me again um i basically just packed my calendar with everything i could you know and it's just been hard to fit an open mic into my schedule and of course i don't want to be doing irl shows until i've done irl mics to get that right right exactly yeah. <laughs> um because i owe it to the show to have fleshed out uh tried and true material from mics um so i haven't done that per se um but like I keep meaning to do it. It just, I always get so busy and I feel bad for like poor Josh Wells and Aaron Wahlberg. I keep saying I'm going to hit up their Wawa mic. And like I'm going to try to hit up their Wawa mic and then something comes up. On oh Sunday yeah. And I'm like, oh crap, I can't. I'll do it next week. And I must sound like such a flake, you know, but right. I, from what I understand, they put together a good thing. So I really no, do. They put together good things. Uh, um, I've only been there a couple of times because it's so far from me, but uh, well, not too far. It's like 40 minutes from me, but it's still a, thing and i don't drive so it's like always a thing so it's like uh i envy that thing. <laughs> where, where you can just not drive and well, like 40 to minutes me, is too far from because, you uh i just i i tried to get my uh i never passed the written driving test i tried right. when i was uh 16 to like 22 and then i was like oh shit this is not gonna work 
And I was like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, and the big part for me what was huge was getting comfortable enough to ask my friends to give me rides. Right. And now that happens. Now I have a system of people who are willing to like, I'll give them gas money and to take me and, you right. know, I'm friends with them. So it's cool. But it's like, that's the only hard part is like the amount of places that I can go to. So it's like, you know, well, it was one that I want to get to more. Uh, the last time I was there, my friend, uh, who's a comedian, uh, Daniel Caprio, he, uh, he recorded a special there. So, yeah. uh, I was just like, that's cool. And, uh, I went to one of their, I think I've been, I went there, oh, to do, uh, one of the roast battles there. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. So, but it's a cool area. It's really like, it's really interesting to see like the amount of people just that I've met in the past six years, almost of, you know, just so many people, so many, you know, I was looking at it cause it is a, you know, I was thinking of like the mutual friends that we have. It was like, it is yeah. 150. It's like, yeah, that's like <laughs> crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's all doing like, your homework. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Oh, these people are, you know, and, uh, Josh Wallace, he's great. He's yeah, he's he's amazing. I gotta get him on too. I, I can't think of anyone <laughs> so, who hates on Josh Wells, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's always good. But um, that was a uh, so I want to get to what was my general questions that I asked. So before uh, COVID times and everything, do you have any uh, like stories of like I guess interesting heckler stories or anything like that, like? or anything that happened at a show before, like that went wrong. That's usually a question that I ask sometimes. Um, well, I've had hecklers and I've had bad hecklers. And I think there's a right. difference. Like yeah. a, a while ago at an open mic, um, I was doing my set and there was this guy in the audience. He was like this for everyone. Um, he, he was just super wasted um, and like not even able to coherent sentences but like right. he, like a lot of people will often hear small comedy and not like MSG where you're like thousands of rows away. You're like right up there and people act like it's a bit more of a conversation and he'll like have retorts to the right. comics. As yeah. You're exactly. at a party just joking around because like when you're at a party just joking around, I'll tell a joke. You might give a retort back. Someone else might be like, oh, yeah. The hell? Um, right. Whereas um, on, right. on stage, it's a little different. But um with like that that was the weirdest heckler i had because it was just like everything i said he had his own i, I guess in his head witty retort and I, I guess if i understood what he was trying to say maybe in another context it would have been funny right but, like, like he wasn't even saying coherent sentences and like right. i could hear from the way he was delivering it he thought he was being funny and like right. thought he was playing along with the joke but that was the most interesting but the the worst heckler i'd say uh, was one I actually had a week ago, actually, at a Zoom show. Um, oh, I had been very lucky with my Zoom shows and that I never had any Zoom bombers, you know? Like, I've, right. I've distributed my Zooms pretty publicly when I've done Zoom shows. And, like, I, I, I had never been that cautious. Um, but I, I never had to be. Like, nothing ever, nothing bad ever happened. Um, but then this past show, it was actually um, a show I inherited from Sam. Sh- monthly uh queerly comedic show um i was doing on zoom and um i distributed the link the, la- the way i normally would and then again i don't know if it was like me distributing the link or something else but like this one guy um came into the show and 
he um, changed his, like when, when he entered, his name was my name and he had his camera off. So I was like, for all I know, it was just someone with the same name. It's a pretty common name, you know? Um, right. And then I like 10 minutes, 15 minutes into the show, my headliner messaged me saying that this, that asking what the link was that I sent her in the well confused. I was like, I didn't send a link. I don't know what that is. Um, so um, she was like, someone under your name did. And then I was like, oh, it's the other one. Maybe it's, maybe they're um, promoting something. I, I don't know. I wouldn't click it, I said. Um, I was like, okay, this is a little weird. It's a little fishy, you know? Right. And then like halfway, maybe three quarters of the way through the show, they post in the chat like 40 times. Uh, whoever clicked on that link entered, I guess, private info about themselves, like email passwords and stuff. And he blasted it like 40 times per the three or four people who did it, like in the chat, and then started cursing out the the again, like, oh, these faggots, it's so self-centered to have a show. Blah, 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 these oh. And then started like putting, like somehow, despite not having permission to screen share, was able to hack into the screen share feature and blast him. And like, I, I, I didn't notice all the details. I was so overwhelmed. I didn't even notice the specifics until people told me. Apparently it was him with a gun and like a bunch of swastikas and oh, he like yeah. blasted like a Nazi anthem or something. I just thought it was dramatic music. Someone told me later it was a Nazi anthem. Right. <laughs> but um, I thought it was just like dramatic music thinking he was driving home his points, you know. Um, right. Uh, thinking he was trying to, uh, I mean. But um, it was just so weird and like he kept changing his name to like the names of other people in the zoom. So it was hard to boot him because they kept like trying to boot the person. Then he would change his name to someone else. And I didn't know which right. one, real one. I felt like in like, a, a, like those comic book cliches where it's like, there are two people and they look identical. And one's like the evil version of the person. And someone has a gun. They're like trying to figure out which is the real one, which is the, the evil clone, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. That's, that's always, yeah. But yeah, it was weird. Uh, we eventually got rid of him and um, lesson learned. I mean, I, like I said, I hope I don't have to do too many more Zoom shows. Um, but if I do any more, which I mean, possibility, I will definitely uh, be more cautious about that. And I, right. I guess I'm not saying this to complain. It's more so to answer your question and also to, I guess, warn whoever's listening that this stuff does happen. Like a lot of people seem to, mm -hmm. like if they're not part of, a, t a certain targeted community they like know about it in theory maybe but maybe not necessarily understand in practicality that this stuff happened like this guy kept harassing oh, yeah. people in the dms and stuff you know right yeah yeah that's that stuff is always like that's one reason why i'm happy that i don't do <laughs> zoom stuff but it's yeah. like to me it's like uh i always wish that i was better like in real life like people who heckle because I haven't had that in a while. Like the one thing that always just happened was when I did bringer shows in New York, uh, starting out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I would always like I'm an atheist, so I do a lot of like religious material, and uh, this stuff would always like kill with like you know most people because they were right. just young people. Right. But their grandparents would always get mad in the audience. Yeah, yeah. Be like, like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how to respond yeah. to an eighty-year-old heckler. Like, I can't yell at your grandmother and ruin her night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, hard to respond to hecklers. Don't Crowd work has always been a struggle you know, for me. It's easier Sorry, to it's easier to like fight back a heckler who's like similar age to you. Mm -hmm. But when it's like a sweet like eighty-year-old woman, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's 
That's yeah. Not... <laughs> not to be that person, but this is this is recorded, right? It's not live. No, it's recorded. Yeah. Okay. So then, I, then what? Yeah. So it's recorded. So the the first like fifteen minutes that we did will be added to this. Okay. And I, I asked it... because um not to be that person like I said, but like at, at four ish I do have to bolt. You know. Um. Oh, okay. I was gonna. Uh... I just realized it's okay, almost that yeah, time. Sure. I, well, I I never know with podcasts. Usually, no, I expect cool. them to go like, like an hour or so. You know, max uh, thirty minutes. What we're at like fifty three now, which is perfect to like you know wrap up. So I was just gonna ask a couple more things, like the general. Go for it. Yeah, I was yeah. Go for the general ending <laughs> things that I ask is, uh, do um, do you have any? I know you mentioned them, so I need you to mention them again. Any upcoming shows you have next? Um, Right now, the only scheduled one is that buy plus one that Sammy's doing on Saturday. Um, I assume she promoted on hers, and yeah. I don't even know where to direct people, so I'm going to leave that to your prior recording to promote. Um, but, yeah, that's the only one I have that's concrete. Okay. Um, I have a few feelers out there, but it's all feelers, you know. I don't right. have specific dates and locations. And my other thing is, uh, what is your... Uh, like what is your uh like handles like your names on social media like your social media name oh okay yeah yeah um so on instagram it is just emma cohen comedy um on that that's really the only i guess handle i use emma cohen comedy is also a facebook page if you want to check that how many people out there are still using facebook but those are the main two right. i use um yeah so Check those out. I also have a meetup called um, Garden State Comedy. If you want to check out that for like just announcements on shows, I was actually shortly before the pandemic using that not only to announce my own shows, but I figured comics could use any help they could, like promoting their shows and whatnot. And obviously, right. have a large budget to be like paying for expensive SEO and stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'm paying for this meetup group. It's expensive. This might help me cover my fees. Um, if someone gives me like $5, I'll promote a show for them. And I guess I could open that up again. You know, like if someone gives me like $5, I mean, I don't want to ask for anything too crazy. I'm not doing SEO. It's just a page that happens to have a lot of followers and would put okay. their comedy in front of them. And yeah. And also fans get to see that and right. go to their shows. So it's not just me, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, Thank you so much for uh, doing this and for actually reminding me and actually everything. So, uh, thank you so uh, much for having me and also being patient with me being like, oh, the time, you know? <laughs> no, it's cool. Everything is good. So, uh, thank you so much. And uh, I hope you have a nice weekend. Thank you. You too. This was a nice conversation. I look forward to meeting you IRL. Bye. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, bye.